Well, good morning, good morning. You know, I always like to encourage you to read the Word of God. I'm going to encourage you to do something else, too. <gasps> oh, no. What is it? What in the world? Well, let me encourage you, right, to read Psalm 85, verse 8, this week. But I also want to encourage you to find someone, if you haven't done it already, find someone to pray with every day. I'm going to start encouraging you guys to pray every day with someone. It, hopefully it's your spouse, but if not, that's just for some odd reason, and find someone to pray with every day, even if it's just two minutes. Find someone. I'm going to encourage you guys in that reading the word and prayer. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen? <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come uh, before you today asking for your blessing just to, to open our eyes and minds to what you want us to know, what you want us to hear. God, you, your Holy Spirit, he is the greatest teacher far beyond anything that we can do or anything that even I can do. Any, even the greater preachers that are out there, Lord, your, your Holy Spirit, he is the one that teaches us. And God, we ask that he just continues to teach us, opening our minds and our hearts to the sins that we need to repent of, throwing down the idols that we need to flee from, running away from our pride, running away from our lust, running away from our self-righteousness, and just running to the cross of Jesus. God, there's so much pain in this world, and it's, it's quite disgusting to even turn on the news. But God, help us to remember you're in control of everything and things are going according to your plan. And even though we can't see it, you do. That this world was created for a beginning and an end. It's your story that you are writing and we are part of it. Help us, Lord, to see that in all things. And to know that we have been saved by grace through faith and we have the answer the world needs and his name is Jesus. May we be bold in sharing that, proclaiming that, waving the banner of Jesus wherever we go, and never be ashamed of him. God, fill us then with love, hope, and peace so we can continue to live out the faith consistently before you and in this world. Be with all those churches that are meeting across the world too, Lord. Be with all those Christians in Afghanistan and in other places too, Lord, where, it's hot, where, where times are hostile. And we pray that your light just shines and that you give them a peace that goes beyond all understanding. We pray this in your son's name, amen. You know, one of the things that makes the gospel message so good is that it says everything that is needed to have a right relationship is done and has been done in Jesus Christ. Everything that is required to have God's blessing upon you, to have his love and favor upon you, to have him work his power within you to only do good to you, all of the qualifications that we would have upon us was all done upon Christ or fulfilled in Christ if we have faith in Him. If you have faith in Christ, God is for you and He's not against you at all. He has no anger towards you. 
if you have placed your faith in Jesus. For his son took all of God's wrath upon himself in our place. The infinite wrath, the devastating fury, the eternal torment that was meant for you and I because of our sin. It was all placed upon Jesus Christ on our behalf if we have faith in him. So now because we have faith in Christ, we never have to deal with the punishment from God for our sins because Christ took the punishment of our sins upon the cross. He came back to life to prove that all of our sin and all of our debt has been forgiven and dealt with by Christ. So by placing our faith in Christ, we have entered into a new relationship with God. And he treats treats us as beloved children as we go about this world. We now have eternal life. This consequently should ratify the way we live in this world because our performance before God, if we have faith in Christ, has no bearing on his love for us, has no bearing on his favor or blessings over us. All because it's all been achieved by Jesus Christ alone. For our life focus then is all about trusting and not about doing. Because we know that all the doing has been done in Jesus Christ for us. To obtain all of love and favor from God. All the sweat and blood and all the painful acts of keeping the law of God perfectly. The qualification of loving the Lord God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. The qualification of doing everything to the glory of God. The qualification of being perfect as God is perfect. The qualification of being holy as God is holy. All these things are impossible for us to do on our own, but they are. All have been done in Christ through faith in Him. That's the good news of the gospel. We just need to keep placing our faith in Christ, and that's it. That is the only requirement that is ever replaced upon you and I is to trust in Jesus alone and nothing else. Trust in His saving power over our life. Go to Him with all of our needs, with all of our desires, with all of our worries, with all of our fears, with all of our pride, with all of our lust, with all of our perversions, with all of our prejudices, with all of our anger, with all of our relationships, with all of our life situations. We just need to go to Christ by faith in Him and through faith in Him, place everything at His feet with our lives and say, you take care of it. You have your way, Lord. You do your will, Lord. We just need to go to him to ask him to change our hearts to what he wants for us. What he wants for our life. Go to him and ask him to help you to be okay with what he is doing in your life. Go to him to admit that you are not strong enough. Go to him and to say you are not smart enough. Go to him and admit that you don't got what it takes to live in this world But he does. And you want to trust in him more and more. That's how we live by faith. We come to him as poor and weak and needy sinners who say over and over and over and over again, I need you, Lord, in all things, in all areas of my life, whether at work or at home or at school or at church or exhausted and frustrated at life on the couch. 
We must go to him by faith and say, Lord, I need to rely upon you more and more in my life. Help me do so. That is how we change. That's how we overcome temptations. That's how we get through trials. That's how we forgive those who sin against us. That's how we love those who come against us. That's how we can press on in life and not give up when, you, when we fail miserably. That's how we deal with loneliness in our life. We go to Jesus in all these things, and he brings us through it all by reminding us that it's all been done and paid for by faith in him alone. Now, here's the thing. That's our problem. <laughs> we don't go to him enough in our life by faith. We don't rely upon him enough through faith. We, we say that faith in Christ is the answer. But to be blunt, we don't live our lives as if faith in Christ is the answer. We go to so many other things alone in our own power to try to change our lives, or to find security in our life, or to restore things in our life. We go to all these places and do all these things on our own, forgetting that these things will ultimately amount to nothing if we're not relying upon faith in Christ and His power alone in our life. I'm not saying doing things is wrong, but we need to know where the power comes from. And it's not ourselves, and it's not in any other thing. It's in Christ and Christ alone. And the reason why we, we forget is because we don't fully grasp the power that we now have in Jesus Christ, which is why we fall back into sin and frustration and worry and anger and bitterness and defeat. And this is what we're going to look at today in Paul's prayer for the Ephesians Paul is going to pray that we, as our title say, says, know God's transforming power. So we rely upon the Lord more and more with our life. And, and today we only have one, one point. Because we're only going to look at the first part of verse 19 in Ephesians chapter 1. So our one and only point today is knowing God's transforming power and realize it. You have it already. That's the point. You realize you have it already. So for our context, Paul has been praying for the, the, the churches in, in Ephesus to become more enlightened to know that, to what God has called them to and to become enlightened to the joy that God has over them. And he's basically been praying that their eyes and their minds and their hearts, the whole of them are just are opened up to see just who this God is that they're worshiping and what he truly has done for them and what he will do for them and what he is currently doing for them by faith in Christ. So Paul then says in verse 19 exactly what God is doing for them. He states, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? Now notice something here. Paul is not asking that God give them more power in their life, as if some type of second blessing to gain more power from God. See, Paul has previously stated that we have all the spiritual blessings in Christ 
in our life right now, as it says in Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So Paul is praying that we become more aware of the full power of God working already in our life by faith in Christ. Or as Paul said, towards us who believe. See, Paul is wanting us to realize that we are already safe in the Lord. We, are al- we already have everything we need right now by faith in Christ. And I know that sounds kind of idealis- idealistic or kind of arbitrary and not very concrete as to what that means. I get that. But realize Paul is going into great length in this verse And eventually you'll see in the coming passages to reveal to you that you have God's power working in you and towards you right now. Paul becomes very descriptive in speaking about what power you already have by faith in Christ. Not the power that you will get by your obedience, not by the power you would you will get by doing some ritual or sacrificing something, but the power you already have by faith alone in Christ. No matter who you are, you have this power simply because you believe in Jesus. This power, God's power working within you and, tor- and towards you is not for some special class of elite person in the faith. Which is why Paul says, for us, he's including himself with the churches. For us who believe. Paul is saying, we have this extraordinary, exceeding anything fathomable by you and I. Completely incomparable to anything else. So literally, out of this world, source of strength and exploding power because of the absolute greatness, the almighty God's unlimited power, God's power working within you now by faith in Christ. Grasp that just for a moment. It's hard to imagine and fathom that. Paul is saying you now have access to this unlimited power in your life. We just need to realize it. Moms, dads, grandparents, young adults, youth, kids, people. If you have faith in Jesus, you have this power right now, always working within you and towards you. Paul is saying God is serving you with his power and we need to realize that more every day. Our prayers should be that we come to know this power and see this power more every day. So think of it this way when you look at this passage. God is constantly working behind the scenes, if you can call it that. He is working this power on your behalf to make sure this world and its problems and even your problems and your issues and your sins don't stop you from being conformed to the image of His Son and being with Him for eternity. He is working His unlimited power towards you even when you don't realize it if you have faith in Christ. So our prayers should be like Paul's that we come to realize it. 
We need to realize it and wake up to it by faith in Christ and plead for him to let us know it. Now, why? Why? Why do we need to do this if he's doing it behind the scenes anyways? Well, think of it. When you start to realize, when you start to realize this, what will happen to all those fears then that you have? What will happen to all that anger that you are piping up inside you? What will happen to all that unforgiveness that we have towards those who hurt us? What will happen to all those worries that your mind stays up and goes crazy and thinks of the worst possible situations? What will happen to the pride of thinking you know it better? What will happen to your sin that you're committing before God? Guess what? You will be released from those things because you know God's got you and he loves you. The more you realize the power that God is working in you and around you, you would hopefully, by his grace, start to see see this world differently. Start to see yourself differently. You will start to see the world as a free man or woman of God who has been completely forgiven by him. See your life as free in Christ so you have nothing to fear or worry about because you know God is on your side with his power. For example, just like Balaam meant to curse the Israelites, God, because of his power working towards them, turned their curse into a blessing. Not because of anything they did, not because of their performance and obedience, they weren't very good at that, but simply out of his love for them. Deuteronomy 23, 5 says, But the Lord your God will not listen to Balaam. Instead, the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God thought you were doing okay. No, because he loved you. That's it. We should see our lives like this. We should see our lives like this by God enlightening our hearts. When we focus by faith in Christ on the power of God in our life that we already have in Christ, when the world throws its worst at you, when it curses you and spits upon you, you need not to get angry. You did not become distraught because you know that God is working His power over you to work it for your good. Even when you mess up, when you fall into sin, God is still working his power within you to get you to him because he loves you. God is working. He is doing everything to get you up there in him because you have faith in Jesus Christ. His unlimited power is working within you. This text says God is always working his power within you even when you fall into sin. That's hard to grasp, but understand there's no qualification as to when God is working his absolute power within you outside of you just simply having faith in Jesus. He takes care of everything. So understand, God does not leave you if you fall into sin, but he is working within you by faith in Christ. Your favor with him, his love for you, his blessings towards you do not go away, but rather he still works his power within you and towards you no matter what is going on with you. How freeing is that? That we always have the power of God in our life to run to him to say, help me. Create a new heart within me. Change me. 
Help me love those who I hate. Help me admit when I'm wrong because I'm so prideful and I didn't want to let them win. Help me be kind to those who think differently than me. To go to God and say, oh, Father, I failed again. I'm sorry. Do you still love me? I said I would never do it again, and I did it again. Do you still love me? Have I lost it? Did I blow it? Is all this what's happening to me? The end? Is this it? And this passage says, of course he still loves you. He's working his power within you. And his blessings, all his power, all the blessings, if you have faith in Christ. Knowing this is what keeps us going because he is working his great power in us simply because we believe in Jesus. So for all the parents out there who are stressed out about life and have to care for their kids and deal in this crazy world, for those of you who have to deal with your exhausted spouses, to all of the grandparents or elderly who are dealing with their physical issues and and worries about their families and what the future may hold, Or maybe relational issues. To all the teenagers who are just trying to figure out how to make it to the next day without being yelled at because they did something stupid. To all the young adults who are having a hard time seeing what they need to do next in this life because life is changing so much and they just seem to keep making mistakes. To all and anyone who's just trying to make their way in life but having a hard time seeing any change in life who are all struggling, to anyone who is struggling with their sins and the problems in this world, and keeps stumbling about. Paul is saying, if you have faith in Christ, you can have rest. True rest right now, because God's power is working within you and towards you, so you can rest in Him and be free of this world, be free of its expectations, be free of its concerns, and be free from all of it. And rather just look to the Lord and trust in Him and His ways. And He will guide you in everything. For He has done everything for you. And He is working His power within you. You can look at it this way. God gave His Son to us to rescue us from this world and ourselves. And the wrath to come because of our sin. Through faith in Jesus. And He's got us now. He has us in His sovereign hands and nothing will stop His hands from working His power within your life or within you. Nothing will ever take take that away from you. John 10, 29 says, My Father who has given to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. That includes yourself. Your stupidity is not more powerful than God. Sometimes we think so, but it's not. God's power is supreme over everything. Nothing can even come close to his power that is working within you and towards you. You have no reason to live in fear of anything in this world. No reason to live in fear of governments. No reason to live in fear of diseases. No reason to live in fear of hardships. No no reason to live in fear of anything. He says, don't be afraid of anything. For what in the world could be greater than God's power? Daniel 4.35 says, All the inhabitants of the world are as counted as nothing. And he does according to his will among the hosts of heaven, among the inhabitants of the earth. And no one can stay his hand or say to him, What have you done? No one. That's power. 
That's what's working with inside you. We have no reason to live in defeat or disappointment of where we are in our life or what's going on in our life. Why? Because we are in the hands of God. And as it says in Psalms 84, verses 10 through 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And what is that? It says, Oh, the Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. That is it. Only good things come to you. Even if you don't realize it, it's happening. God is not withholding anything good from us now that we have faith in Christ. His power is not being withheld from you. And you need to realize that. We have it freely by grace through faith alone in Jesus. We have the power of God working in our life now. It is so powerful and so incomparable to anything else that He can take our wretchedness Take our horrible circumstances, take the threats of the world, take our failures, take our inconsistencies, take our stupidity, and still work it in such a way that it blesses us to bring us closer to Him. That's power. See, for example, the greatness of God's power working in your life now that you have faith in Christ is that you are always on the right path the path of righteousness, if you have faith in Christ. I know that sounds weird, but it applies to only those who believe, only those who have faith in Jesus. If you don't have faith in Jesus, my friend, all you have is doom and wrath upon you. Hell is your destination and your condemnation. You need to turn to Jesus. But if you do have faith in Christ, You are on the path of glory no matter what you may think or feel or what anyone else may say. You are on the path of glory if you have faith in Jesus. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. And John 1, John, uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 so 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Done. Zero. All done. My son goes, all done, all done, when he's done, when he's done eating. So when, guess what? You have faith in Christ? All done, all done. So the amazing power of God working towards us is that he has brought us by faith in Christ out of the world. You are out of the world. Brought us out of the darkness and into this marvelous light. You are in his light. Out of the path of hell and onto the path of eternal life. Simply by faith. God, by his power, is taking all the good that happens to us, all the bad that happens to us, all of our mistakes that we make, all of the failures, all of the inconsistencies we have, all of the arguments over politics in which we judge each other and look down upon others because they won't make the same choice as us. God is taking all of it and working it out for your good so you can be with him forever and eternity. He is working all of it out for your betterment so you can know him more. Now, how does he do that? I don't know. But that's what gives me hope. 
It gives us hope that we will make it by faith alone in Jesus Christ. For His power and His grace is greater than our sin. Do we get that? Now, is this an excuse then to keep on sinning? No! You're dumb if you think that. And I mean it. Problem is, I keep looking at myself when I say it. Paul in Romans chapter 6, verses, says one, chapter six verses, one, uh, verses 1 and 2 says, Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means! Exclamation point. How can we who died to sin still live in it? So don't go down that way. But it does mean that God's power is so great towards us that he can take us, the crooked sticks, and make straight lines that bring him glory. That's what it means. Only God can do such a thing. Joseph spoke of God's power being so great and greater than our sin. When he spoke, he spoke about this concept in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about that many should be kept alive as they are today. See, even if your life is seemingly getting worse, if your relationships seem to be breaking apart, if your body just keeps breaking down, if people in your life keep pointing out more flaws, if it seems that you're just having a harder and harder time keeping things together, Know this, Paul is saying here, God has not abandoned you if you have faith in Christ. If you believe in Jesus Christ and his finished work on behalf, it's going to work out. Know then, because of faith in Christ, you are always where you need to be. You are not missing out on anything. For you have God's power working upon you even when you don't realize it. How could you be missing anything? And, that's what, and that is what Paul is wanting you to recognize. It's hard to comprehend because that's not how the world works. But that's, what, that's why Paul is praying that God reveals this to them more and more every day. There's a reason why he prays because we don't get it. Grace is so backwards. I want to do stuff to earn. And God says, no, I just give because I want. See, when you start to see that you're not missing out on anything before God, not missing out on having his favor upon you, his blessings upon you, the power in your life, but you have them already by faith in Christ alone, this is what gives you peace and rest and comfort and joy and security and dignity and meaning and gives you repentance. It all comes simply from asking God by faith to open the eyes of your heart to the power that's already working in your life. Pray For God to open your eyes so that you can see that Christ has done all the work for you. So you simply can rest in him. And guess what? The more you're able to rest in him and not in yourself, the more you're able to see the power that's already there for you, 
you will consequently be able to deal with anything that comes your way in a godly fashion. That might mean you have to repent because you messed up. Overcome any temptation in a godly way in your life by trusting in Christ alone. I mean, you'll hate that sin just a little bit more. All because you know Jesus did everything for you. And God's power is working within you to do it. Or to put more bluntly, you're just too caught up with God's greatness to be caught up in sinfulness. You're just too consumed with knowing God's power in your life to waste your time when worrying about your life. One person said, and I think it kind of sums up this whole concept well, if we keep praying to know the power of God in our life, the person said, the world is not falling apart. It's falling together into God's sovereign plan. That's the perspective we're called to take. See, church, God's power is always working within us, so we can rest in Jesus Christ through faith alone. Jesus was not lying when he said in Matthew eleven, twenty-eight through 30, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So church, pray to know and realize God's transforming power in your life so you can rest in Christ. For all has been done by our Savior, for we have been truly forgiven and have the full loving relationship with our God now if we have faith in Him. For we are the freest people on earth. Truly, if you have faith in Christ, it doesn't matter what your life is. You're free. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And I encourage you, if you don't know Christ, I pray you come to know Him today. Heavenly Father, we come before you today just simply praying that you help us repent of our sins, Lord. Help us hate the sin we once loved. Turn us away from our sins so we don't commit it. Help us go to your word and see the sins that we need to flee from and trust in Christ. Help us, Lord, to be at peace knowing that you're with us despite what what we may even think if we just simply trust, because faith is not a feeling. Faith is just trust. Help us, Lord, remember that. Help us live by that and to express that wherever we go. Because, God, we need you. This world needs you. God, thank you for the cross, and thank you for your grace, for truly all has been done in your Son. And God, if someone doesn't know you here today, I pray they come to know you and place their faith in you right now. And if someone is struggling here, Lord, I pray that they, they are able to be released from that burden of worry or concern or anger or forgiveness, that they can go to you and say, I trust in Christ alone and not myself. I pray that they can go to their brother or sister and say, I forgive you. I pray that they can go out into the world and start loving on people who think differently and be patient and be kind. The Lord's servant is not quarrelsome. And God, that only comes from relying upon your power. We pray this in your son's name. Amen.